Hello everyone, uh, I'm Chris, this is Virtual Gears, and you're watching the first episode, or well, listening to the first episode of the Gearscast. This is going to be a semi-regular podcast, where I'm joined by my beautiful and extremely gamer girly co-host, Lily. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, well, uh, Lily, um, you want to you wanna talk a little bit about yourself? Uh, I guess I can. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a gamer. I I play a lot of games. I'm not um, very well versed in in PC gaming, but I do have a lot of experience with like indie games and AAA games, and I do play quite a bit. So <laughs> that's sort of that's sort of my background in gaming. Exactly. Um, so the podcast is usually going to be about video games, as you probably could have guessed. Uh, but for today, we have a rather special topic. Um, we thought it'd be fun if we just talk a little bit about the whole shebang that is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, this is not going to be a reviewing podcast. We're not going to have a, a serious discussion about the game because, in my opinion, before you can actually talk about the video game itself, and the video game itself is probably not that not that worth talking about, there's a lot of news going around about the game. A lot! <laughs> yeah, I think talking about the game itself and the situation around the game are two very different topics that you... It's hard to mix them, like... True. They are very different things, so... No, absolutely. We're just going to talk about the situation around it, mostly. Yeah, like, I, I, I definitely think, as with any video game topic like this, the situation around the game is actually more fascinating than the game itself. Uh, so I have a list <laughs> of talking points. Uh, Lily has her own information. She is an independent reporter, right? Right? And um, I have a Twitter account. She has... <laughs> She has a Twitter <laughs> account, so we're just gonna let me take a sip of my coffee for all viewers that are watching. Um, we're just gonna like go through this list, and I'm gonna try to surprise her with how ridiculous of information I found. Um, I'm actually interested in what what portion of that I already know. Yeah, and what is news? Like, it's gonna be very disappointing if you just know everything, <laughs> because. <laughs> Then my, my hard labor of like one hour uh, Googling and going to GameSpot.de, you know, uh, it's going to be wasted, but <laughs> we'll just have to find out. Um, right, so I don't know how long this is going to be. Maybe it'll just be short, but, you know, for your listening pleasure, we're just going to start, I guess. Uh, the first point that I actually noted down is that uh, as of yesterday, uh, the, devel the developers will see their end-of-year bonuses, independent of the Metacritic score. That's... Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you I think? I think that should have been the case in the first place. Like, yeah. <laughs> tying tie, tie bonuses to, to a Metacritic score is just like... You know, that's, that's pretty shitty because... Mm, like, you should pay people for the work they do and not for the way that the work is 
received, you know? Like, the people did their work, so they should get the money, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's actually pretty fascinating because now, like, something just came to mind that, like, uh, Metacritic scores, and specifically, like, Metacritic scores, have always had such an exaggerated weight in the video game industry. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. If you remember, uh, the people that are now doing the surge, you know, that are doing those Souls-like games that are kind of not triple-A, just kind of double-A stuff, um, they were German developers that before that did uh, Lords of the Fallen, and they had to close their studio because Lords of the Fallen had a 78 Metacritic score instead of 80. Oh, fuck. Like... That... Yeah, <laughs> and I also, like... Yeah, there's also the Obsidian thing, right? Yeah, yeah. When they when they made Fallout New Vegas, which got 84 instead of 85, so they didn't get their bonuses. And I just don't get this practice, like... It's crazy. This should not be tied to money. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think it's, it's interesting. We're probably going to talk about this later again. But even here, this happened out of the results, like out of the results that like all the spotlights are on CDPR right now, right? Um, mm -hmm. Everybody keeps hearing shit about the game and like news about the game is amplified in such an insane manner that everybody hears about anything. Yeah. And if the news would come out, which, you know, is obvious that like the developers didn't get paid, <laughs> that news would be amplified <laughs> to like a massive amount, right? So this whole decision was like made in a company-wide email where I, I, I don't want to like say anything false, where like somebody of, was one of the higher ups apologized to his employees where he basically said, hey, um, <laughs> I'm sorry for forcing you to bring out this game when it's clearly not finished. Uh, you're still gonna get your money. This is kind of my fault, <laughs> you know. And I'm pretty sure, like, if the yeah. news weren't like weren't to be disamplified, we wouldn't even hear about this shit. Like, we wouldn't even be sitting here talking about it. Absolutely. Like, this is not a decision that is made out of goodwill. Mm -hmm. It's made out of uh, the desire to have good PR. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's disappointing <laughs> to say. Um, Disappointing, but not surprising. Indeed. Uh, so, <laughs> my next point is uh, just, it, it sounds very broad, but it's actually rather specific. Uh, misleading marketing through multitude of cut features. So, turns out, uh, <laughs> most of the marketing material is actually from an in-game cutscene that takes place like near the beginning of the game. And I found that hilarious because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played the game. But uh, before you say, ooh, you haven't played the game, I haven't played the game, but I've watched my best friend play it. And he has shown me specifically stuff that I wanted to see. So I definitely have at least some insight in the game. And when that cutscene came up, I was laughing. <laughs> Because, like, you know, stuff like going to bars, going to brothels, uh, drinking games, pfft, heists, auto-chasing, you know, all that stuff. Most of that mm -hmm. stuff actually comes from a cutscene. <laughs> and... I... yeah. And... I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And... 
there's also like a multitude of overcut features where, uh, for example, wall running and like different uh, melee combat systems that have always been promised and everything. And like to like with all due respect and to their, you know, I don't to, to be fair, right? Uh, they said this summer that hey, they can just they just came out and were like, hey, we cut wall running. It doesn't work with the way we build our levels. Okay. Yeah. To which I have to uh, say, right, but your levels are boring. <laughs> like, the, I've seen the level structure and like how the fighting takes place, right? Uh, yes. You could easily just be running along those walls. There's nothing there that would be like, oh shit, okay, I understand why they couldn't do wall running. Uh, blah, 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 right? I think it's just cut because it was too buggy, right? <laughs> Right, either that or they just didn't have time to do it. Exactly. Probably. It's, it's like, it's not good. <laughs> it's very much corporate speak when they're like, at least they are honest about it. But then again, there's so much stuff that they weren't gonna, they, they weren't honest about, right? Uh, for example, um, one of those things is that a year ago, <laughs> uh, they changed their marketing speak and the the way they referred to the game from an RPG to an open world action adventure game, and they did. Oh right, yeah, I heard that exactly. Yeah. And they did that very slyly. It just changed in the Twitter description, and they just like didn't really mention the word RPG anymore. But I mean, it yeah, was announced is... as an RPG. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Those are like pretty important distinctions, right? Like, <laughs> just expect different things from an RPG and from uh, from that style of game that it eventually came out as. So yeah, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like, like it's not lying, but it's uh, like obscuring vital information about the game. It's not a good look. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe you should be forthright if you make. A change to the game's genre. <laughs> you know, the, the basics, the basics. Um, so my next point is uh, obscure, obscuring the reviews, but not letting them use footage. Uh, I think you probably what? heard of this, but... No. Uh, oh, really? Okay, this, I have not. this, this one's really fun. Um, so basically, <laughs> the reviewers weren't allowed to use footage from the game. Oh shit. Like the first is... wave of reviews, they could only use trailer footage. Oh my god. Like it is always a bad sign when there when the developers tell you you cannot put this in your review. Mm -hmm. Like you can't. That usually like if you don't want your audience to see a part of your game before they buy it, then you probably aren't very confident about what you're putting out in the world. Right, like otherwise you would want your customers to see what you made so they can make the decision so that you can convince them that maybe they do actually want to buy this game. But if you hide stuff because you think that they might not actually enjoy it. It's, <laughs> I mean, this happens with like EA and like those crazy, like, you know, uh, we are going to enslave humanity companies. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really funny because this, like, this whole thing really, really clashes 
with the way the game was marketed. Like, I was going to mention this later. Uh, we're still going to circle back to reviews because my next point is a lot of reviews as well. But <laughs> the game, <laughs> the game comes with a thank you letter <laughs> to the fans. And I find <laughs> that so hilarious. <laughs> Because, like, the whole marketing was like, ooh, ooh, we're, we're this really nice company. Like, we're, we respect your time and we're honest and we're confident. Like, this is art, bitch. And, and then they're just like, oh, my God, please don't show anybody. That, like, it's not. No, don't show this to anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so my next I mean, point, I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely not saying that like CD Projekt is the only one that's like no. telling reviewers to not do stuff, but like CD Projekt has like a unique position in the gaming industry in that it likes to refer to themselves as being better than the others. Mm-hmm. You know, as like, oh, we're not EA, we're not Activision or not Ubisoft, you know, we're the good ones that actually make the good games, that actually care about their customers, unlike those bad companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it turns out they just do the same shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's the same shit, but like, not even packeted differently, it's just marketed differently. It's just the same shit. Yeah, like yeah. it's just, like they just have a different marketing department that's like, different from like EA and Activision, that marketing department can say, hey, we're not EA and Activision. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, right, so my next point is actually, uh, all of the reviewers um, were were like, for not only forbidden from using footage, but also only given out PC copies. The console oh. copies didn't exist for the review period. Nobody knew about how the console copies ran until you could actually launch them. And oh shit, I I read that um, like the current gen consoles mm-hmm. that Cyberpunk just doesn't run good on them. Oh yeah, like if you just have a regular PS4, you're probably not gonna have a lot of fun <laughs> with the game. Or so I've heard at least. I don't know. I haven't. I don't own a PS4. No, you're game. you're pretty spot on. Um, it's uh, just made out of visual glitches at best, and at worst, it will just not run. Uh, that's <laughs> actually feeds really well <laughs> into my next point, which is uh, the current gen consoles were completely let off, left out of marketing, um, and it's been done pretty sly uh, because in the marketing. Uh, usually when they put out a new gameplay thing or a new trailer, it was always like, hey, so this is running on PlayStation. This is running on Xbox. But what they didn't say <laughs> is like, first of all, that was a straight up lie. Like the, the, the next gen versions of the games aren't coming out until next year. Like those mm-hmm. versions we can strongly and safely assume don't even exist at this point. <laughs> um, but also... By saying this is on PlayStation, this is on Xbox, what they were, you know, signalizing to uh, the audience and the consumer was like, this will run on your PS4. This is what it looks like on on your Xbox One. And that's just not true. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are talking about yeah. the game running and looking like a PS1 game, usually. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I've seen I've seen those comparisons. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't like I I have no idea what what happened. Like, did they just not start making the game until last year, or did they just like fuck up real bad? Or like, what happened that that the game like took a pretty long time to come out and it just has so many issues like it's not like it like they're not saying like oh we like it took us a year to develop this right like it's supposed to be like a couple like four years or something yeah like, and it's i i feel like four years is even like being nice because it's been planned like for eight years right it's been announced eight years ago mm-hmm. and when witcher yeah. 3 came out Basically, the first thing they said was like, "Hey, we're f- gonna focus on our next game now." Yeah, after after the expansions came out. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like f- being four, saying four years is even even like being generous and cutting them some slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really cannot imagine like how did things go like this wrong that that the game is like so buggy yeah when when they had like a lot of time for stuff uh so what i've been thinking about this whole situation as well and this is not a point luckily uh is like (laughs) um right no actually this is a point the game has gone gold two months ago going gold means that the game is finished yeah. What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> in addition to that, to feed into what you just said about what happened, like, wh- what was what was going on a year ago, what was going on, um, they said at the start of this year, they actually put out a statement, I think it was in February, where they said the game is fully playable right now, but it's buggy. <laughs> we're fixing that. Like, we're taking this year to fix the bugs. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if that helped. I just, like, it's very, like, obviously I don't work there, but it's very interesting to me because it, I don't want to accuse them of just, like, straight up lying all the time, but this reads just, like, complete lies. Like, you cannot tell me that the game was ready and playable on February when it's barely playable now. Like, you can barely finish the game. <laughs> Without, like, it's, like, stripping you off your clothes, uh, yeeting you off the map, (laughs) deleting everything, crashing. It's, like, and then they go on and say two months ago that the game is gold? Hmm. Suspicious. Yeah. I I mean, if they're... If they're lying or, like, obscuring some facts, I wouldn't be surprised. But if they were saying the truth then I think it's a good testament to the fact that crunch does indeed not work. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Like, that's... I mean, it's been, like, scientifically proven that when you overwork, especially in the the IT sector, you cannot, like, help fix bugs. Like, code is so finicky, you will just add more bugs if you're overworked. Yeah. And it's not your fault. You just can't do it. (laughs) 
and I guess the other thing is also, like, you know, like, the, the employees, like, if you have a stable job, like, that has, like, stable work hours, yeah, and everything is fine, then, like, you can do your job properly. Mm-hmm. But if you're constantly overworked, if you're forced to do crunch, if you're constantly afraid of being fired for not working enough or not working hard enough or just not getting paid enough to to live unless you do crunch like like the mental stress it puts on you like especially with coding like like you cannot do good job like that oh for sure uh so what i also found very fascinating about that situation is (laughs) Because the company keeps saying they're not like EA, they're not like Activision, that is, mm-hmm. well, in the first place, that is a, a lie, because um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I'm sorry to maybe bust our listeners' bubble, but usually the gaming's biggest hits are made out of slave labor. <laughs> like, one of my favorite games of all time, Borderlands 2, is literally made because they stole money from Sega... Yes, they actually stole money from Sega and Sega sued them. They stole workers from Sega and they had like hundreds of not paid slave workers just like slaving away at the game. And that's why it became a really great game (laughs) because it surpassed expectations because there was no way they could realistically, you know, surpass them without doing this, which is crazy and they shouldn't have done that. But still... And the same thing goes for everybody's favorite um, straight white dude, uh, Witcherino Free. It's made by slave labor. <laughs> and no, I'm not exaggerating. It's literally made by slave labor. Like, they, thousands of reports came out of, like, people just not being paid and just slaving away at the game. And they just finished uni. They just needed some place to work at in the video game industry. And they exploited that. So... <laughs> I find it hilarious that they try to have like this image of like, oh, our workers are happy. Like they're happy to crunch. We're so proud of it. Like we are like unified, right? When literally every time one of the higher ups put out a statement like that, you could like three days later, there were anonymous sources saying like, no, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know much about this sort of situation, but I definitely know that, like, there are a lot of finicky things about how, uh, like, gaming industry jobs mm-hmm. work. Like, like from the fact that uh, sometimes you just hire contractors who you just kick out after the game is done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, like, unpaid internships, which unpaid internships shouldn't be a thing internship is a job you're doing work you should get money exactly and also i definitely do know that especially in cd project like uh by working regular hours it is not necessarily always enough money to have a life oh fuck yeah that's that's very true so like you're you're not necessarily like forced to do additional work to work 80 hour weeks but like if you don't maybe you don't get to eat fridays you know 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like to give you to give you all a good example of what uh Lily was talking about. Um for Riot games and Blizzard games, it's actually the it's become the norm that employees cannot afford to eat on campus. They cannot eat in their car, uh, like in the cafeteria of the company they're working at. It's too expensive. Uh, yeah, I think that says it all. <laughs> um, yeah, great. <laughs> the next point is the game is causing epileptic seizures. <laughs> I think that that one, that one, I, I have very strong feelings about. Please tell like, them. First of all, I do not understand who thought that was a good idea. There's okay, so a bit of context. In the main story of the game, you have to go through uh, a device that is modeled after a device that is used to trigger epileptic seizures. And y y there is no way to turn it off, there is no warning, there is. Um, you have to, like, it's not optional content, but even if it was, that would be an issue. Um, so basically, like, if you suffer with, if you, if you have epilepsy, then there is no warning that there is a thing that might cause you severe harm in the game. And I just don't understand, first of all, like, how do how do people think that is an alright thing to put in the game? Second of all, I don't understand how it got through like a review without any sort of warnings. I just I, I don't understand how this can happen. Like this is actually like severe because this can cause like a lot of like actual damage to people <laughs> like it's not just this is not just about like the game is bad or something but this literally causes harm <laughs> yeah and uh i know i keep repeating myself i don't want to be too alarmist but this this could literally kill you like it, this is yeah. no joke yeah. like y if you live alone and you have no idea this is coming af at you you will die. Mm -hmm. Like, there's yeah. no in between. It's absolutely like, possible. It's not a yeah. question. You will actually die. <laughs> um, yeah, it depends on the severity, of course. But yeah, it, it is like even the fact it is an option. It is a thing that could happen. Like, yeah, um, it's actually pretty crazy because when this whole thing came out, um, you know, a reporter was reporting on it, and she obviously yes. got very crazy harassment for it uh she wasn't even like being mean about it she just said like hey watch out and yeah <laughs> the first... i think i think the topic of the fan base oh we're gonna get to that doing, <laughs> i think that's a very big topic for sure <laughs> on its own for yeah. sure for sure um so yeah no as i was saying and the first response of uh cd project red the company was hey but Every video game comes with an epilepsy warning. <laughs> and the, the thing with that is, yes, yes, but um, this is one of those extremely useless arguments where it's like, 
if you go outside, like going outside comes with a you might get robbed warning. Yeah, cool. or, or like, or like you should have read the terms of service agreement. Right, exactly. It's one of those where it's like, okay, but I, n- not 100% of people that go outside will get robbed, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> there was no video game. Like, there's, like, except for, like, trolling games that are, like, specifically made to, like, piss people off. There's never been a video game that <laughs> comes with that epilepsy warning and then it's just, like, straight up trying to trigger your epilepsy right that's never happened i think that i think that even if there was a very very blatant uh epilepsy warning it still wouldn't be okay no i just think (laughs) like this this thing just shouldn't be in the game period like there is nothing you can do to justify being that being in the game you can like you cannot do enough warnings you just don't put a thing in a game that can kill people I, I no matter how many warnings you do yeah i don't know i feel like that's just like not a good thing <laughs> to do especially yeah. in such a big game well you know it it, it like <laughs> it feels very cyberpunk in the way that it's like here's a new shiny product that a lot of people will buy but uh-oh <laughs> it might kill some of you <laughs> It's that's great. <laughs> so, um, leaning on that, my next point is the game blocks accessibility software used by disabled people. I have heard this this <sighs> sentence, but I have not read further into it, and I'm very curious. So, <laughs> um, people don't know really but there's actually a huge market for video games for disabled people and um Mm -hmm. i feel like especially this year with everybody staying inside this market has become huge and companies like microsoft have really been able to like capitalize on it like they have such accessible games and game peripheries like their controllers it's so accessible and often tailor-made for handicapped people um it's great and they get so much money by from that like i am i am sure that there is a huge player base of disabled people for microsoft products just because they're so accessible right um yeah and like i said i think many people will then be like oh but why are you playing video games in the first place like you don't have hands why do you want to play mario and it's like bitch it's 2020 what the fuck do you want people to do right now like (laughs) it's it turns out disabled people can be gamers and they are gamers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another one of those arguments where it's like maybe disabled people want to do things like in their life in general. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they want to do that. Or, or, or like the same <laughs> argument that like why do LGBT people but in our games they don't play them. But yeah, we do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, one of, it's definitely one of those. And um I think I don't know why they they do that. Uh, I tried to like read read on and understand why you know it does that. I don't know. I mm-hmm. don't know uh, <laughs> because the game markets itself as well as like this is a PC game. You'll be able to mod it, but then when you try to mod it in the most basic way by giving people you know the option to actually play the video game, it blocks them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's not really much more I... about that that news either. <laughs> 
I really don't know, mm-hmm. but like if I had a guess, it's probably not intentional. No, I would say it's probably either like they just didn't do it, or they thought it would be too much work, so they said, "Fuck it, we don't care about disabled people enough to do that." I guess, but I wouldn't say it's like, "Oh, we'll like actively spend time to make disabled people not play this game." I really don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. The next point is um, the sales have already covered its cost. <laughs> I am not surprised. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, very hyped game and also a controversial game, which also drives sales up. True. Like those, those are true, very fair points. For me, like my concern about this is like, so the costs, I guess, weren't really that high if, you know, after two days of the game being out, they're already covered. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's been a lot of pre-orders, and I guess I think a lot of people that just bought it first day, I really, I don't know. I think, I don't necessarily think that, like, the costs were that low. Like, it could be the case, but... No, I'm not saying that they were low, but I'm definitely saying, like, yeah. considering what kind of product we're talking about, they weren't really comparable. Uh, true. I mean, the wages were not as high as they could be, I think. Indeed. Indeed. So that's, that does a number. Uh, right. So you were talking about uh, pre-orders. Do you know how many people pre-ordered a game? Uh, no. Eight million. I'm going to guess that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't know. I think it's weird because I keep hearing of pre-orders like in just my friend circle. Like people keep talking yeah. about like, "Hey, yeah. do you want to pre-order this? Or are we gonna pre-order this?" Blah blah blah. But I mm-hmm. don't think pre-orders are actually that big of a thing. I think for a lot of like major releases, the normal mm-hmm. amount of pre-orders is in is in the very low millions, like one two million. You know, so eight million yeah. pre-orders is actually a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that that is quite a lot and i i don't know like i'm not much into pre-ordering stuff i mm-hmm. think um like i have pre-ordered some games like i have pre-ordered hyrule warriors uh age of calamity because i trusted that and like a uh, a game associated with nintendo would be fine and i probably shouldn't have pre-ordered but I have done it. It was fine. But like imagining that I would pre-order a game that has gone through the controversies, including the crunch uh, that it has gone through, and that was delayed so many times, I would maybe consider waiting to see if the game is good. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good argument. I feel like it's probably nobody trusted them to release it in this state. Uh, nobody would actually have ex- not even me I wouldn't have expected it to be just like broken completely but that's no reality. no no definitely I I expected I knew that this game was controversial controversial mm-hmm. I wouldn't buy it even if it was good and even if I had a PC that could run it but I expected it like the game itself to be good mm-hmm. or like not necessarily delivering on the cyberpunk 
but I would expect it to be a fun game, a, a good game, uh, like a good experience. And I'm surprised that it seems to be far from it. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's it's very uh, it's very strange that way. That actually is like one of the later points that I have uh, once I actually got to like take a closer look at the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But before that, uh, let me just throw in some two very things very quick because they are one of them is a major topic that we probably can't get into. I found the subreddit uh, reception to be hilarious. Uh, we really did go from this game. This game can do no wrong. We are a quality subreddit. We only allow text posts that are analytical. To holy shit, this is terrible. <laughs> Here are a bunch of memes. <laughs> Why did I waste my money on this? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I didn't know that. That's that's great. <laughs> um, that was really fun to like watch like dissolve. And my next point yeah. that I'm also just gonna throw in, uh, just so we're in the clear, uh, console crashes are not fixed after two patches. Like the game will still just crash. <laughs> And I actually, this is really funny because this happened yesterday while I was also talking to you. Uh, My friends had a whole conversation in like our our group chat about how their games just will not start (laughs) on PC. So that's fun. Uh, Yeah, that, like, I understand that the game is buggy, but like, I would expect the big bugs to be fixed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the, Mm -hmm. the, like, the first priority bugs like the, that the game just doesn't play to be taken care of after like apparently nine months of or ten months of fixing bugs it's yeah it's really baffling honestly so the next point is probably a bit uh, of a bigger point because i have a lot of thoughts on this okay this is my territory and everybody's gonna not very not gonna be surprised about this, but so the character customization is incredibly lacking, and your hair cannot be changed. Like, like after you create the character, yes, it cannot be changed. And um, if you're lucky, hey, hey, look, it, it might be lacking, but at least we got a, a, a genital slider. I have a lot of thoughts about that as well. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't change your body type, you can't change your hair, and if the game decides to, you know, sculpt you, take away your hair, you will not be able to change that either. So... <laughs> Wait, how would that the game Well, the game will sometimes decide that you don't have hair and you don't have genitals, and you will just oh, like have, like, live with that. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, so talking about the, the genitals, right? Um, they're useless. Uh, I don't know why they're in the game, and it gets me really, really mad. Uh, because I do know why they're in, in the game. Yeah! <laughs> so why do you think they're in the game? Uh, they're in the game because it's a big marketing point. It's a big talking point. Yep. It's used to sell the game. Yep, that's that's probably the the only thing they are in the game for, because... Uh, if you know, if you don't know, dear listeners, you you get to choose genitals of any, like, of of the of the kinds that exist, right? And um, it's not really deep com- customization uh, to get into the nitty gritty. I think there's just four 
like four options right? indeed like uh you have two options for penises uh that then leads into basically a size slider the way we used to do video games in 2007 um <laughs> and then uh there's also options for pubic hair which there's three options for that wow and uh there's only one option for vaginas which this whole thing reeks of just marketing because uh you you choose these genitals and you will never see them again. They don't exist. You see them on the character creation screen and then you never see them again. When you shower in the game, you shower with your clothes on. What? Yes. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a bug. Like when my friend showed me the game at the start of the game, you get your apartment and you can take a shower. You can, you know, do all that stuff. Uh, and she just... <laughs> His character is female, and she just stood in the shower with her clothes on and just, like, did a really dramatic pose where she, like, clapped her hands against the wall and, like, took all the, the, the hot water in her face. And then she just got out of the shower with her wet fucking clothes and got the whole apartment wet. That doesn't sound intentional. I know, and I thought it wasn't intentional, but apparently it is. Like, there's nobody, nobody was capable of showering with their clothes off. <laughs> um, god, oh my god, this is, this is hilarious. And so, yeah, the whole genital thing, uh, I found it very sad. Because, like, um, I think, I personally, call me a pervert, call me a maniac, I thought it would be a good idea to push sex as a major thing in a video game. I'm tired of violence being okay, but sex not being okay. So what I thought this game would, was gonna do, I wasn't thinking of like it being a fucking porn game, like, no. But what I really genuinely thought this game was gonna do is it will, it will let you choose genitals, it will let you choose if you wanna use them or not, but you can use them, you see them being used, there's like one or two, I don't know, sex scenes in a game where you can actually see that you have genitals. But no, absolutely not. No. Uh-uh. Uh, which is really unfortunate because I thought this could actually, you know, push forward the medium. But the game doesn't really push forward video games at all, ever. And uh, from what I've seen, all the sex scenes are awkward as fuck. They're just the usual like video game thing where just two like Barbie dolls are rubbed against each other until they sparkle <laughs> and then it's done. <laughs> and it's really sad. It's very disappointing. Yeah. I I understand like wanting that. I definitely think that I mean it's not a video game issue that sex is more taboo than violence. Yes. Yes. That's like a societal issues Specifically in some parts of the world, not all of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know the U.S. is much more, um, like, much more into violence than sex. I very much consider sex taboo in, uh, in media more than Europe. But uh, I think it's a like an overall issue. It's not tied to just video games. It's definitely a shame that um, just, like didn't do anything special like it just it just did a marketing thing yeah 
like what's the like I, I get the point but like that is i don't know i don't like it it's just yeah it's really dumb and it feels uh to me uh maybe this is overblown but to me it feels disrespectful towards the developers like i would feel very just well i would feel abused if i worked on this game period <laughs> but i would feel very like yeah. disrespected if uh my job was it to like model like say like model two models for penises <laughs> they're not even two it's just one model actually it's just like model a dick and put all my effort into it to make it like dangle around which is really annoying to do like in general uh and then, and then it's just like hey it. like you made this and it just doesn't exist like it's not a part of the game like at all mm -hmm. like not even in minorly or anything it's just here so that people that do live streams are like oh my god will i get banned and that's it yeah yeah it's just a selling point really that's all it is and i i would feel like really just attacked <laughs> if i were the person that did that like that had to make that yeah i think i think there's probably a lot of developers that are that wish their work was better represented in the game oh, for sure for sure like, uh with all the the bugs and you know the usual video game stuff that happens yeah just... and like this is not even a point that i noted down but the game was constantly changed because of its marketing like the game if you look at how many times the game's twitter account responded to someone and said we are going to put that in the game because you said so is baffling i've never seen that really? before yes uh we're talking about like very small things like the color of a cocktail where a fan made a cocktail that they saw in a trailer and they were like okay but when you use actual alcohol it gets like i don't know dark brown instead of yellow and they were like oh you're right we're changing that right it goes from that up until to oh we're putting this weapon in the game now or oh we're putting this youtuber in the game now uh, and I find that horrifying. What? There's YouTubers in the game? Oh, there's a lot of YouTubers in the game. And what the fuck? And celebrities. And all that stuff was just so crazy and sporadic. It made me, when I saw it before the game came out, I was like, okay, the game is basically done. So now they can be like, okay, the game is finished, mm. right? Let's just throw in this YouTuber, yeah. like, who cares, right? But imagine you're you're working your ass off on this not finished game, and the fucking Twitter account uh, guy comes over and he's like, "Hey, can you put this cocktail in? Hey, can you put this?" <laughs> in? I'm like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, what? That that's crazy, and and I hate that they did that because I feel like that's also just insanely disrespectful towards like the art form of video games. Imagine you're just changing mm -hmm. your video game constantly all the time. Just because the Twitter account guy is like, woof. Yeah, it. Like, what the fuck? I I have like I also personally have a lot of issue with like putting YouTubers in. I guess specifically this game, like this game. Like it might as well just be called like Cyber Twenty Seventy Seven. Like, there's, is there anything punk about this game at all? Ah. Like, they are trying to tap into that aesthetic like they're making it look like punk but it's like yes. not punk the problem with that is um it's not like 
The whole point of punk is that it's very annoying and loud and you don't really want to have want to have anything to do with it. And I don't mean this disrespectfully, but like <laughs> all the really, really punk people that I've met in my life, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, oh, and that's a part of punk culture. <laughs> it's supposed to. I, I, th I think I think I think like you literally cannot make a punk game that is mainstream because it yes. stops being punk when it's mainstream. Yeah, and that's very much true. Like, I know there's a lot of people that are like, OK, this stops being something when it's mainstream. But I genuinely mm. believe that with punk, because, yeah, like I said, it's not supposed to be attractive. It's not supposed to be friendly. You're not supposed to be attracted by it. You, like, punk things don't attract you, <laughs> usually. Punk is not mainstream. Yes. Like... It's not easily digestible, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very specific. And so, uh, like, cyberpunk is just punk aesthetics. Yes. Basically. So one of the next points that I have, and we are, uh, I think we're, we're nearing the end of the points, but you know, we can get a bit more in depth on the later ones because I think they're more interesting. Uh, the game length is, um, goes from 20 hours to 40 hours, which I find also really, just really funny. Wait, what does that mean? So like, if you just rush it, it's 20 hours. And, okay. Uh, and completion is 40. Yeah should be around 40. And I also think that's just a really funny because like the marketing before the game came out was like, oh, I played it for 180 hours and I'm still not done. And, and I'm only doing the main story. <laughs> yes. And the funniest <laughs> thing from that is like, that was like thrown around a bunch and turns out the oh. person that said that was a guy trying to fix the bugs. Oh, he was he was playing the game 180 <laughs> hours because he kept finding bugs and then continuing <laughs> to play. <laughs> and then, you know, like so that's how that came. Oh my god, I, I love that. <sighs> that is, yeah, it's. Mm -hmm. uh, next point. Yeah, I, I I like I don't necessarily think that a game is better if it's longer, mm -hmm. but like I think the problem is not that it's just 40 hours to complete. I think the problem is it was very clearly marked, marketed as something more than 40 hours. Right, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, yeah, exactly. It's not been being marketed as like this, this action game experience that like you're not gonna spend your whole life in. It's, it's very much like immerse yourself in the cyberpunk city and never come out again, you bitch. <laughs> and then turns out it's like, <laughs> done it's like done yeah. after 40 hours it's that I, I i just think i just think that's really funny and springing off of that right off the length and everything um inside the love letter to the fans that i mentioned earlier um there's <laughs> there's a mention of <laughs> thank you for buying the game we love you so much like mama 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 and then they're like, oh, please enjoy the free DLC that we are known for providing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, The Witcher Free had free DLC, but you're not, like, it's not your company brand. It's not. It's not. And, and springing off of that, my whole point was like, right, but free DLC in this game, like, for the next three years is not going to seem free. 
it's just gonna seem like you're trying to add the things you promised in the first place. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think I think that is like very dishonest because, like, I think a, a lot of games like uh, do this nowadays with the AAA model. Like, they just go like, "Oh, we'll add things to the game later," mm-hmm. which just means. The game is not finished when you buy it. Yes, and it's 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 not like oh you'll get a bonus. It's like oh you'll get part of the game later. And I I just think like that makes it even funnier that they're trying to push this as free DLC when it's exactly what everybody is so tired of. The we'll we'll release it now, fix it later thing, right? Mm. And I yeah. ah, that's it's really funny. <laughs> it really is. So um, I I just I just hope that like the free DLCs are like sometimes as unintentionally funny as they are in in The Witcher. Oh, I'm praying. I'm praying. I, <laughs> I uh when I first played The Witcher three, I I installed all the free DLCs and I turned on the uh the alternate uh like alternate clothes for Triss, mm-hmm. and it's like instead of this like you know, like, regular, like, relatively commoner clothing. She gets, like, a really fancy long dress. And there is literally, like, a whole section of the game where the point of Triss is, like, she's trying to be inconspicuous (laughs) to people. And I was surprised because I didn't know that her original clothes were supposed to look inconspicuous. So I was playing and she was like running around the city in her long dress and like trying to be sneaky. Like, oh, I'm definitely not a witch, you know? Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. I I hope Cyberpunk delivers on this unintentional sort of fun. Yeah, I yeah for sure. I I definitely think all, we're in for alternate outfits and stuff like that. It's not gonna be a big thing. Like, they'll definitely like usual. They're probably gonna do something in the middle of next year where it's like, the game is good now. Please buy it again. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we'll we'll yeah. we'll just have to see about that. So, um, I have three points left. I think we're around that. But the two last ones are pretty major topics. Um, Okay. The next Let's small tidbit that I have is <laughs> the life paths, right? At the start of a game, you can choose between three different origins for your character, and it's supposed to majorly inform how you interact with the world. Um, mm-hmm. The life paths converge in less than half an hour. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean... Like, was it marketed as a big point? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, like, I don't have an issue with it if it's, like, doing that. But, like, then it's not a big point in the game. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, as it turns out, usually you don't really have an option of, like, actually change anything in the world. Like, when a character tells you to do something... Your options are yes, no, which actually means yes, and... And yes, sarcastic. <laughs> well, <laughs> Or something like that. Well, yeah, no. The last point is yes, but um, your origin version. Like, depending on your origin, you, you'll say, like, yeah, <laughs> or, like, <laughs> yes, you know? Like, what? And <laughs> so the life paths have, like, no influence, but also you, 
the player will have no influence. Like, ah, mm. uh, that's perfect. I mean, that's probably why they stopped marketing as a role-playing game. Yeah, because you can't actually role-play in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Great. So the last points. Um. Yesterday, I, I. This is a point I added yesterday. So me and Lily were watching. Um. You know. Uh, my friend streamed a game, and uh, as I said, it was rather interactive. He was capable of showing the stuff we specifically asked for when we wanted to see something. Um, I couldn't but notice some weird racial stuff. And before everybody gets offended, like I've seen, I've seen a couple of people be like, "Oh, that's so like." mean to be like uh saying that it's unrealistic when spanish people just put in random spanish words in their english sentences that's always been a thing i don't agree with it i think it's dumb i don't do it like i as a non-native english speaker will sometimes throw in italian words when i say english phrases but as a joke i will never just like randomly like start cursing in italian just because i'm mad while i'm talking to an english people speaker. just yeah don't do that they don't they don't do that no <laughs> They, they don't do that. That's not how languages work. It, it never did, right, right, right? And that's obviously a thing in a game. Uh, so I was going to say, okay, well, if it's just that, that's fine. <laughs> but yesterday, I couldn't help but notice, as the player was approaching a building owned by the Japanese um, mafia in the game, <laughs> they were entering the entrance, and all the Japanese people bowed. But not the white employees. <laughs> and that was really right. weird. <laughs> that made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I I think there's like a couple things that just don't work out the way they were supposed to. I, I I'm not much informed on this topic, uh -huh. but I definitely know that like in the marketing there was supposed to be like a white group that was stylizing itself like with racial stereotypes from another race and uh, I'm not I'm not sure what they were called but like it sort of functioned as a criticism of like the society at that point mm -hmm. but then in development that group got changed to be the race that they are uh, oh. that they were supposed to that they were supposed to uh, be a racial stereotypes yeah, yeah. so instead of any sort of critique on society it became a racial stereotype i think the, i i'm not sure i don't want to you know say anything false but i think you're referring to the voodoo boys because if yes. i recall yes i am okay good 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 because if i recall a few uh i think a year or two years ago uh they were saying like yeah the voodoo boys are like heavily modified like junkies like they're like they're uh, they they're gonna be all kinds of races, but they're very much tapping into that culture, and they're like modifying their bodies to like make it seem like it's magic, right? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I didn't even know that they were changed to just be black. That's really weird. <laughs> I, yeah, as far as I've heard, that's the case. No, but I I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. It's like when I actually saw them in the game, they were all black. So mm -hmm. yikes. Oh God! Ooh, <laughs> that was not a smart move. Mm. Okay, so we are <laughs> to the very last point, which is probably like the biggest point, which is 
the weird fetishization of trans people in the marketing, and, well, the fetishization of a dystopian future. <laughs> yes. Um, so, this game has a tendency of uh, using parts of the aesthetic of something without understanding what the aesthetic belongs to and represents. Um, yes. I, like, as a trans person, I think I, I, I can speak a little bit on, like, how I view this sort of situation, because it, it is... This game has been marketed as being like trans friendly and like you know like you can play a trans person like you can you can make a girl with a dick and in your character creator and that's what you can play and that sort of stuff um it doesn't really work uh there's a lot of issues uh, there's of course the issues concerning the fact that uh cd project red has uh some unfortunate history of transphobic statements on the internet which kind of can shed doubt on the fact if they really mean what they uh, try to express or if they are just trying to sort of steal the uh like like the culture mm-hmm. and i just it makes me really uncomfortable. Like, I, I I, would be happier if there was just no options of this sort in Cyberpunk. I think it would be better than what they did. I think, like, as a game that, if you're trying to be a game that markets to this sort of idea that you can be, you can be in the Cyberpunk future, you can... Like, everyone just, like, wears augments or, like, whatever. Um, and and then, like, you market to trans people and you say, okay, like, you can be a trans person. And then you just, like, leave out very basic things. Like, to me, cyberpunk is sort of that genre, which is very, very um, critical of the concept of gender, not in the gender critical sort of uh, sense, but in the sense that like gender really isn't an important thing because the society doesn't work that way. Like your body doesn't work that way. Like you can modify your body. You can just, you can be punk because it, that is punk. And they just like I guess they just tried to venture into the idea and just didn't do well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I don't have as many thoughts on the whole trans topic. Uh, I think I, I I just prefer actual trans people to express their thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But what affects me the most, I think about the way they handled it. In addition to obviously their very transphobic behavior in the past. I'm not saying the game itself is transphobic, I'm not saying they are transphobic, but the behavior was that, Um, Mm -hmm. is the way 
Cyberpunk 2077 displays body modifications is in the same breath as they display being trans, which for me personally is not okay because the way the game portrays body modifications is like, oh, look at these people, how corrupted, how ruined, how weird, how terrible they are for like modifying their <laughs> own body. And then in the same breath, they're like, oh, look at trans people. It's yeah. not okay <laughs> to imply that those are the same thing. And I feel mm -hmm. like something went really heavily wrong that they, that they you know, portray it in the way that they are. I think something mm -hmm. had to go really wrong for them to portray those two things that are not comparable in the same breath. Just because we're in the future and everything needs to be sexualized and here's some girls with dicks. It doesn't work. Yes, there is a... The thing about if you're making a game that features, uh, heavily features a minority, mm -hmm. uh, if you're not of that minority yourself, you should probably have consultants of that minority that can tell you what it's like, what it's not like, what is all right, what is not all right. And I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like it is... For the most part, it's just uh, fetishization because it's using the aesthetic, mm -hmm. but not giving it thought. Like, it is the trans people and the trans aspects in the game, I think, are not there for trans people. They're there for cis people to have fun with. And I don't think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh overall unfortunately it's just a big missed opportunity it could have been a big piece of media that true to the cyberpunk spirit as you already mentioned shares mm -hmm. with people this idea that um well maybe this is a very corrupted and ruined future world uh social progress is still inevitable and stuff like gender will inevitably and i do believe this is inevitable uh, not be a big deal anymore. Um, yeah, absolutely. People who, like, you know, <laughs> uh, for context, we're both uni students, so we're often confronted with, like, the edge of science. And uh, people who study future <laughs> and future developments are already saying the gender binary will not be a thing in the future. Like, it's doesn't, it doesn't, it will not matter in, like, let's say 50 years. It's just not going to be a thing, yeah. like it's not going to be socially relevant. And this game, instead of t telling that to people, it's just, go it's just going around being like, ooh, cyber stuff, body modifications. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that even if it wasn't the case in the future, yes. that doesn't really matter because this game is supposed to be punk. Yes. And these things like transcending the concept of gender and body modifications and stuff like that, that is like the core of cyberpunk. Yes. Like if you're like the game is literally named after the genre, like you cannot just like if you're like such a prominent game that is built around this genre, then maybe you should know something about the genre. 
it feels def it definitely feels very tone deaf um yes it's weird because it's supposed to be um it was marketed as one of those normal triple a releases where it's like this is not political but cyberpunk is an inherently extremely political genre and the the yes. core of cyberpunk is anti-capitalism it will always be that mm -hmm. yes. it cannot yes. be like the core it's and this is not me being again this is not me being mean or trying to reduce people's expression in their art but the, the idea behind cyberpunk is corporations owning us and enslaving us and that's bad you cannot mm -hmm. you cannot write it in a way that says like oh maybe this is good it can't so i find it curious in the whole marketing and the whole press thing uh up until the release of the game uh everybody was constantly like oh look at the cyberpunk car Look at this official piece of merchandise. Look at Elon Musk doing his thing and interacting with the Cyberpunk Twitter account. That doesn't make sense. And that implies that, and for me and for, you know, actual Cyberpunk fans, that always implied, okay, the Twitter account guy just, like, he doesn't have to know what Cyberpunk is, right? But this very much yeah. just bled into the game, where the game itself mm -hmm. is like, hey, this is awful, right? But look at the celebrity we've got into the game. It's this game is not cyberpunk. It's just not you. It is literally you cannot like you cannot split the concepts of cyberpunk and political issues. Yes, cyberpunk is inherently political. It cannot be non-political. Yes, and I feel like that's that's just the core issue of the game. It doesn't really mm -hmm. know what it's actually doing. Yeah, it, what it's trying is it's trying to look like cyberpunk. It's not trying to be cyberpunk. It just wants to look like it. So yeah. it, it uses the aesthetics same as it uses trans people in the same same way. It just uses these things without knowing or implementing what these things actually mm -hmm. mean. It's really unfortunate because uh, from the limited gameplay that I saw, uh, I was like asking my friend what he's doing right now, and <laughs> he said, "Oh, I'm I'm helping the cops uh, kill these like uh, criminals, like clearing out their outposts." And I was like, "You're helping the police in a cyberpunk game? Not saying that you can't yeah. do that. I'm just saying like, wow." <laughs> yes, that's hmm. that is definitely something that was very baffling. Like, I don't. It's just. This game is not what it is marketed as. Not in the genre, not in the gameplay. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. It's It has been marketed as something special, something that like will be unique in the gaming industry. And the genre itself is something that is special and unique in the gaming industry. But to me, Cyberpunk 2077 is... Uh, a run-of-the-mill AA game mm -hmm. and nothing more. I There's nothing special to me about Cyberpunk. I don't think it does, or at least from what I've seen, I don't think it's special. I just think it does the same thing every other game does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's actually a really good closing point. We finally got to like the core issue that is this... Uh, <laughs> cyber train wreck um yeah 
you know, it remains open to see what they do in the future, but as of right now, it's not really something they can recover because it's actually a core issue in the way they approached making this game. It, it cannot be patched. Indeed, yes, you can. It is the whole game. The whole game is not cyberpunk. Yes, and um, I just wanted to say, uh, <laughs> for me, uh, luckily, the cyberpunk hit of the year is and is gonna be Ghost Runner. Uh, while it does tell just a very simplistic story, it at least <laughs> uh, grasps the core ideals of what Cyberpunk stands for. Uh, it has wall running, <laughs> it has actual levels, and uh, yeah, it's it's very much it's very much the opposite of what Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is in that it actually has a core idea and that it sticks to and just executes. And I kind of wish, you know, other video games would just do that <laughs> instead of, yeah. you know, creating this whole mess that you can't really get out of. I think it's very uh, telling that before we started recording, I was telling Lily, I don't know how long this will be. It'll probably be really short. Uh, there's not really a lot of points. We're just talking about one game. But instead, we've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes and we just got through the points. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect to talk for this long, but yeah, <laughs> uh, there is a lot of discussion to be had around this game and we of course didn't even get to the actual game. We got to what the game stands for and what is happening around the game. Yeah, and we didn't even like really dive into the fan base, which is a really, really different topic. And I, I'm actually glad that we didn't get into it because it's just yeah. extensive and ugly. <laughs> It so, is not pretty. So yeah, no. Um, I would like, and of course, of course, the fan base topic extends to m many more games than just cyberpunk. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, but it's been very, very prominent in around the launch of this game and around the issues. The the like certain portions of the fan base are um, very adamant about this game not doing anything wrong and. Yes, it's a big topic. It, it really is. It's huge. And uh, maybe we'll eventually talk about the game again and get into the fan base and, you know, more about what the game itself does. Uh, but I think this will definitely do for now. Uh, I wanted to thank everybody for listening. If you're listening up until this point, uh, I would like to thank Lily for joining me. <laughs> you're welcome. I really enjoyed talking about this game. Same. It was really fun. <laughs> I, yeah. I have to admit, I have to admit. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you, everyone. See you soon. Uh, I am working on a big video for the moment, so no weekly uploads anymore. Boohoo. And uh, yeah, <laughs> see you soon. Bye bye. All right.